there was something about it that just felt like what I needed to do. And I think a big part of that was for the very first time, I was introduced to personal development. You have the desire to create financial freedom, but you also want to make a powerful, positive impact on the world. This podcast exists to tell the inspiring stories of men and women who have achieved both, people who do well and do good. Discover proof that individuals have the ability to make a massive impact. Brought to you by your host, Dorothy Ilson. Hey everyone, my name is Dorothy. I'm your host, and this is episode 21 of the Do Well and Do Good podcast. Now, if you've been listening to the show, today is going to be quite a bit different from what you're used to. See, up until now, every episode has really been about finding incredible guests and sharing with you their stories. But there is so much more that I want to share with you. See, as I go through my own entrepreneurial journey, I am learning so many lessons that I think are valuable, you know, whether you're an entrepreneur or or whether you are moving through your career at at a company, you know, whatever your path is, I think that there are lessons that that I know that I can draw from what I'm going through that that hopefully you can relate to. So that's really the goal of what is now going to be this new series. So every Thursday, I will be releasing one of these mini episodes. They'll be short, you know, typically five to 15 minutes on a specific topic that I think you will find value in. So I hope that you will enjoy this. I know I am really, really excited to do these episodes. But today to start, I thought that I would dive a little bit deeper into my story. Really, the goal of this episode is to give you context of, you know, where I'm coming from, you know, what has happened up until now to get me to where I am today so that as I you know, share with you these details of, of what I'm going through, what I'm learning, and how you can apply it to your life, you'll have that context. So basically, you know, my parents are both entrepreneurs. My father had a business my entire life. And growing up, you know, he worked a lot, but he also had a lot of flexibility. And I think that was something that, that really stuck with me. And then my mother started a business while I was in high school. But even though both of my parents were entrepreneurs, that really wasn't my focus when I went into college at Miami University. You know, I really wanted to pick a major that I felt would give me a a successful, a steady, a secure career and where I could make enough money to have the, the kind of lifestyle that I thought I wanted. And so I ended up double majoring in accounting and finance. And my goal basically throughout those four years was to get a job with one of the big four accounting firms. So it was really laser focused. You know, to me, that was success. You know, if you were an accounting major, getting a job with the big four was was the pinnacle. You know, it was really what what most people were aiming for. And so that's what I aimed for, too, you know, really without much independent thinking to it. So I was able to get an internship at PricewaterhouseCoopers and ended up accepting a full-time offer with them in the Chicago office going into my senior year. So when I started my senior year, you know, the way I saw it, I was set. You know, I'd gotten the job that I wanted. I could just, you know, enjoy my senior year and then move forward into, into this career. But then what happened was just after winter break, when I got back to campus, I was introduced to a network marketing company. Now, I knew nothing about the network marketing industry, MLMs. It was a completely foreign concept to me. But 
it grabbed my attention right away. And I believe looking back, the reason why was because for the first time, I saw an opportunity where I could have complete control of my outcomes and where there wasn't a ceiling to my success. So if I thought about, you know, what my career path was going to look like at PwC, you know, it's it's very structured. It's very rigid. You know, you you're in this position for two years, then you move up to this position and and it's pretty defined, you know, salary levels, pretty defined roles. And this network marketing company presented an opportunity where I thought, gosh, you know, my success is only predicated on how hard I work and and how much, you know, how much of myself that I put into this. And there's no limit to what I could achieve. And so that was just a very, very exciting concept for me. So I ended up joining that company and it was, it was tough, but it was also incredible in so many ways. You know, I knew what some people were saying behind my back about what I was doing. You know, I definitely was not immune to to the criticism, to the judgment that that came along with joining a, a network marketing business. But at the same time, there was something about it that just felt like what I needed to do. And I think a big part of that was for the very first time, I was introduced to personal development. You know, I read Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. I was watching Eric Thomas and Les Brown YouTube videos. You know, I was really immersing myself in personal development. And what that did was it expanded my vision for what was possible for my life. And for the very first time, I really asked myself the question if my job that I was about to go go take after college, if if it was going to, you know, just give me that that kind of rigid view of success that I thought was what I wanted, or if it was actually going to make me happy and make me feel fulfilled. And I really started to get less and less excited about going to PwC. You know, it, it started feeling more, it started feeling less like opportunity and more like chains. And so two weeks after graduation, I took a massive leap of faith and I ended up calling PwC and telling them I wasn't coming, much to the horror of my parents. You know, I really just, knew deep down in my gut that this wasn't what I wanted to do. You know, I I didn't know what my path forward would look like, but I knew what I didn't want it to look like. And I I really acted out of out of faith. And so I ended up moving to Chicago anyway. I already had an apartment and roommates and all of that. And I just knew that I would land on my feet. And so I ended up uh, a couple months later getting introduced by happenstance, pretty funny scenario that I can share another time, but I got introduced to the co-founder of this early stage startup here in Chicago. I actually didn't realize how early it was until they hired me and I, I came for my first day of work, but I was one of their first employees. And over the next three and a half years, I really got to watch this business explode. You know, it started at zero and by the time I left at the end of 2016, the business was doing $6 million a year in revenue. And so that was really a crash course for me in, in what it looks like to grow a business. And it was also something that really got me addicted to, to the startup world, you know, to the fast pace, the, 
the excitement of building something new, the camaraderie that exists on these small teams where you're all, you know, in it with your mission, you know, trying to create something out of nothing. It's it's really something that just seeped into my psyche and I knew that that was the kind of place that I wanted to be. And so at the end of three and a half years there, the co-founder who really had become such an unbelievable mentor to me, he ended up leaving the company. I think one of the biggest lessons that I learned in that job is that it is less about where you work and it is all about who you work for. That boss, I mean, he really took me under his wing. He mentored me. You know, he was hard on me when he needed to be, but he also, you know, clearly cared about my growth and my development. And and that was the catalyst for everything that's happened since. It is so critical to judge a job opportunity based on the learning potential. You know, think about who are you going to be working with directly? You know, who is going to be overseeing what you're doing and who is going to be able to open those doors for you and and give you opportunities to learn, opportunities to expand your skill set. So that was a really massive lesson for me early on. And so when that boss, that mentor, he decided to leave the company, I knew that I wanted to leave too. And as I was, you know, interviewing, looking at at other startups that I could potentially try and join, I realized that I didn't want to give up the autonomy, the flexibility that I had, you know, so loved in the job that I had had. You know, I was able to travel, I was able to work remote when I wanted to, work from home, and I didn't want to give that up. And so I ended up getting the idea in my head, you know, what if I tried to do something on my own? That was always the long-term plan, but I didn't think it would happen so soon. But once I got that idea, I realized it was actually pretty low risk. I think it's easy for us to make up risk in our head and and feel like something is a life or death decision. But the reality is, especially when you're young and you don't have a ton of, you know, outside responsibilities, kids, that kind of thing, there is usually a lot less risk involved than you might think. So for my situation, you know, I was pretty confident that if I needed to go get a job that I'd be able to do so. And so really, if I tried and I failed and it didn't work out, then I could go get a job. And I think that that's something that applies to most people. So I decided, you know, why not try? I leapt in, you know, head first. And for the first three or four months, I was I was so naive. You know, I really did not know what I was going to do. I didn't have much of a plan. And so for those first few months, I basically made zero money. You know, there was there were some little jobs here and there, but I was, you know, renting out my apartment on Airbnb to pay my rent, driving back and forth from Lexington, Kentucky to Chicago. Uh, my my partner lived there at the time, and so I would rent out my apartment and then head down to Lexington. So it was a time in my life where I really had to focus just as much on my mindset as I was on figuring out my business, figuring out how I was going to generate an income and make money. Now, what happened was my old boss, that mentor of mine, he had a ticket to a workshop for Facebook ads and he couldn't go. So he offered me the ticket. I went to this workshop. It was three days long. And I just had this gut feeling that this is it. You know, this is something that I could be really, really good at. 
but I knew I needed support. I knew I couldn't afford to take the time to figure it out on my own. And so at the end of that workshop, uh, the, the person who was hosting it was offering a, a year-long coaching program. Now, it was a steep investment. It was $30,000 to join this program. And that was money that I absolutely did not have. I was dead broke. I had no income. But I knew that if I didn't do something like that, I was going to end up having to give up and go get a job because you know what I'd been doing for three or four months, you know, trying to figure it out on my own just simply wasn't working. And so I decided that the right move for me at the time was to back myself into a corner. So I ended up joining that program. I put the first payment on a credit card and I leapt. Now, I think that what is so important in that is realizing that there is always a way to cut the learning curve, but it's going to require investing in yourself. Now, if you are considering doing something like that, you need to be in the right headspace. You need to have the belief deep in your bones that you can do it, that you are capable. And so, like I said before, you need to be working equally hard on your mindset as you are in your business. So that was the start of my agency. I realized that I had to take 100% responsibility for my success or for my failure. You know, my coach, he could support me, he could guide me, but he couldn't do it for me. You have to take radical responsibility of your results and never place the blame on outside factors. Even if you believe that outside factors had something to to do with, with where you are, maybe that's true. But at the end of the day, the only thing we can control are our own actions. And so what I had to do was really fill my mind with positivity, you know, fill my brain with content, with motivation, with inspiration that would push me forward and help me to maintain that belief that I was capable, that I would be successful. You know, there is so much negativity that surrounds us, you know, from the news to just the conversations that we have with with our friends, with our family that that really tends to to be negative. And if you are trying to up-level your life and make a major change, you have to fill your mind with positivity. It is truly, in my opinion, the only way that you can become the person you need to be to achieve those massive goals. And so even though there were some dark moments, you know, there were tears, there were there were moments in time where I thought, you know, what what the hell am I doing? But giving up was never an option. And whenever those moments came, I would read an inspiring book. I would, you know, watch a video, listen to a podcast that would lift me up and give me courage. Now, the other thing that I did was I focused on integrity and doing right by my clients. I think so often it's easy to have this mindset of, you know, what can I get? You know, how can I how can I get this person to pay me more money? How can I get more? But if you flip that around and focus on giving, focus on providing value, focus on being the best person that you can be and putting that out in the world, you are going to get that back. If I focus on giving my clients value and delivering for them, over-delivering for them time and time again, then they're going to want to keep paying me month after month. And so you really need the focus to be on that, the focus to be on giving and know that that will come back to you. The other thing that I did was I, I really focused on 
expanding my network. You really do have to be continuously learning and surrounding yourself with other people who are on a similar path and and people who have achieved what you're trying to achieve. That is the fastest way to cut the learning curve, to avoid mistakes, and to surround yourself with people who are going to lift you up and who are going to, again, support that belief that it's possible for you. You cannot do it alone. You, know, you need people around you to support you and lift you up no matter what you're doing in your life. And so that is about deliberately cultivating a community around you of other people who are sharing the same mindset and chasing big goals. You also want to surround yourself with people who are doing it for the right reasons. You know, people who want to share, people who want to help others, people who want to do good. We live in a world with massive problems. People are hurting. Our world is hurting. But imagine a world where everyone, and I mean everyone, is achieving to their full potential, where we're all constantly learning and growing and creating more and giving more. See, that is a world where all of these problems can be solved, but we can't wait for other people to do it. You know, so often we push that responsibility outside of ourselves and and assume that someone else is going to handle it. But we can't wait for other people to to find the answers to food shortages, to climate change, to human rights abuses, to any of the afflictions plaguing our fellow human beings and all of the creatures who share this planet with us. We need to take responsibility and we need to step up. That is why I created this podcast. You know, I wanted to share with you the stories of other people who can hopefully inspire you to reach higher and to expand your vision for what's possible. Because if we all do that, our individual and our collective futures look so much brighter. See, you really can have, be, and do anything that you want. There is abundance all around us. And the lifestyle that you dream of is within your reach. But just remember that there is also so much good that you can do on your way there. This podcast has been such a gift in my life already, and I cannot wait to continue on this journey with you. If you listened this far, send me a DM on Instagram and let me know. You can find me at Dorothy Hilson. That's D-O-R-O-T-H-Y I-L-L-S-O-N. Instagram is going to be the best way for you to stay on top of what's going on with the show, what these mini episodes are about, what sort of guests that I'm having on. And so definitely follow me there. But also, like I said, send me a DM and let me know that you listened this far. It means the world to earn your time every single minute of it. So I want to know who you are and I want to say thank you. So shoot me a message. I look forward to connecting with you and I'll see you back here next week.